and our, our online community. We are excited. We are thankful that God has allowed us another day, amen, to be among the living. Another day, another day. Uh, I'd like for you to um, take your attention to the book of Psalms, Psalms 37, Psalms 37, Psalms 37, Psalms 37. For some, it's a very familiar scripture, but not until you really start digging, you'll find out it is not as familiar as we think that it is. Amen. Heavenly Father, have your way in this place. We pray for Heavenly Father to your spirit that he will bring forth all that you have given unto us, your servant. And Father God, we just pray that it will be a blessing to the hearers online and those that are present here in our local assembly. And God, we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. The first thing I want to talk about is as I sat before the Lord and someone, and I want to share this with you, Someone um, said to me, bury yourself in Psalms 37. And I said, okay. But when I began to literally bury myself in Psalms 37, I, I discovered some things. I really discovered some things. This morning, we want to talk about the wisdom of David, the wisdom of David. In every generation, in every season of our lives, if we can just look out and we will be able to find someone that has wisdom and they're able to share and reflect, knowing that David, David is an offspring, he's an offspring of Solomon, and because of his father, he had much, much much, much, much wisdom. Now, David was one that, well, let me correct that, is not the, um, Solomon is not David's father. Okay. Now, one of the things that, that he said was, and when he reflected, if you will look at verse number 25 in Psalms 37. He is old now, and he is reflecting back over his life. He's reflecting back over his life. And because he is reflecting back over his life, there are some things that he wanted to share with the saints of God. Now, if you look at verse number 25 in Psalms 37, it says, I have been young. And now I am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is reflecting over his life because he's gone through stages in his life. He says, I was, I was once young. I, I have been young. And he says, now I'm old. He's, he's at an age state now. The stages in his life, he says, it's youthful life. And then it's this time of when he has grown old. He's nearing death. But what he is doing, he is reflecting back over his life and his experiences. Now, before I dive into that, where I was buried, there's something I want to throw out that's going to help us to really understand why he writes this. I heard the Spirit say, don't let your God down while you are celebrating. Don't let your God down while you are celebrating. Some of us have been celebrating because of some verdicts that was rendered. But let me tell you, is not over yet. So, so, so don't, don't, don't let your God down while you're celebrating. Now, David is saying this because, see, he has experienced some things. And, and when I did the research about what David, what he actually went through, the time in which he wrote this particular Psalms, it was during a time of injustice. Are we not living in a time of injustice? 
So he writes, the, he, he pins the Psalms. It's, it's during the time of injustice. And he began to reflect. He reflects. Hmm. He says in, in, in verse number 25, he says, this is what the righteous needs to remember. He says, I have not seen the righteous forsaken. In other words, he was saying, listen, for those of you out there, whether you're locally or whether you are there on that line, that community line that's listening in through the airways, he said, this is what you need to remember. First thing, God has not forsaken you. He has not forsaken you. He says that he will never leave us nor forsaken us. And sometimes some people feel like they have been abandoned by God. Uh, sometimes we, we, we ourselves, we think, okay, that, that's not me. It may not be you, but it is somebody that's out there that feels like they have been abandoned by God. And they also carry the title of being righteous. And some people might say, well, how can they be righteous and sometimes feel like they have been abandoned by God? You see, if we all would tell the truth, hmm, sometimes we feel like God has forsaken us or abandoned us, especially with circumstances and situations that goes on in our life. Can I get amen? Amen. If, if we are honest. <laughs> that, that's the thing. He said, a lot of church folk are not honest. Amen. We, 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 we wear his face. Can I get an amen? We wear his face that everything is fine. Everything is wonderful. I'm, oh, our favorite line is, I'm blessed and highly favored. And we're tore up from the inside out. Tore up. But, but, but we put on this facade. Amen. But, but, but God is saying through, through David, he is saying, now you got to understand that sometimes some people, even the righteous, feel like they've been neglected. Amen. See, and they're saying, this is what David was reflecting on because see, he had been through a whole lot of things. He, and then sometimes you may feel like God has deserted me. That David felt that way many times when, when he was running from his enemies, he felt like he had been deserted, especially when he had lost some battles. But we got to understand that, that, that God is saying, now listen, I have never, never, and will never neglect you. I won't desert you, nor will I abandon you. This is something that the saints have to understand because believe it or not, even though, even though we feel like Everything is wonderful and everything is great. We've had our vaccinations and we can go on with our lives. I'm here to bust your bubble to let you know it ain't over yet. Don't, don't, don't let your God down. Because once you do, you're going to find yourself in situations and circumstances. If you had to listen to what the Lord is saying, you would not celebrate it too long. But you would have kept your God up. Now, the next thing David, uh, he's saying, he's saying to us, he says this. I want us to go to the book of Ephesians chapter number four. Keep your place in Psalms 37. But I want you to go to the book of Ephesians chapter number four. We are a teaching ministry and it's good for us to know the word of God. Amen. Ephesians chapter number four. It's where we want to go because we have to realize that <clears throat> there are some things that we need to lay hold on and take, take advice from someone who has been there. Amen. Now, <clears throat> verse number uh, 26 in Ephesians chapter number 4, because we'll, when we come back to this, you'll understand why we went to Ephesians chapter number 4 because we're going to connect it. Amen. Now, Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 26 says, Be ye angry, and do what? And sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Verse 27 says, Neither give place to the devil. It's like, well, how, how is it that, that, that the Bible is saying to me, uh, 
not to be angry. And then he said, and sin not. There is a thing that you call righteous indignation. Righteous indignation. And what that means is that that which God is angry about is the same thing that we should be angry about. Amen. See, God is angry about sin. But, but, but he also says that don't let the wrath, don't let the sun go down on our wrath. In other words, he says anger, if we're not careful, it can become a violent passion. I mean, it, you can go into a rage, and then you are no different from the person that made you angry. Amen? You, you, you got to be careful. Now, l- let's go back to Psalms uh, chapter number 37. Psalms 37. Let's go back to Psalms 37. And we're going to look at, and you probably won't have this on the board, for verse number one, verse number one. Verse number 1 in Psalms 37, it says, Fret not thyself because of evil doers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. He's saying, don't worry about those evil doers. Don't, 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 don't be agitated. Don't, 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 don't allow yourself to be anxious or vexed or irritated, okay, or even disturbed. You, you, you don't want to do that because the Bible will tell you where they're going to end up. See, I'm talking to the righteous. <laughs> because, see, sometimes we as righteous, uh, are those, the righteous saints of God, sometimes we will lose it. Anybody ever lost it before? <laughs> I see some honest people. Amen. Now, we, 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 we want to say that, okay, I, I, I've never gotten to the point of, of that anger and that wrath where it began to burn on the inside of me because I'm a child of God. Stop telling a lie. Because at some point in some, some places in our lives, we have gotten angry. And we have allowed the sun to go down on our wrath. Amen. Can we be real in the house? Amen. Uh, for those realers, amen. So sometimes we have gone to bed or walked away or stepped away from someone still having that, that wrath, that burning passion of anger on the inside of us. When the word of God said don't allow that to go, don't let the, the sun go down on your wrath. And the reason why you don't want to do that, it is because the word says you'll give place to the devil. And you wonder, well, how did I get to this place? Because <laughs> you didn't gave place to the devil. But he says, don't allow the sun to go down on your wrath. And he says, don't, don't worry about what you see. All the, the injustices that you see. He said, don't worry about those things. Don't be envious. Don't be jealous of people that seem like they're making it. And they're prospering. He said, he said, don't allow that to bother you. He said, because I was once young and I have been young. He said, but now I'm, I'm old. And see, he's reflecting his life. See, we need to learn how to reflect on our lives as well. Amen. And we, we need to learn to, to reflect. Now, the next thing we want to look at, show you how we're not careful. How easy it is for us to get caught up and lose our way. Now, let's look at Psalms chapter 73. Now, we're going to keep our place in 37. We're going to keep your place in, in, in Psalms 37. But we want to go to Psalms 73 for those holy, holy folk. Can I say that? Amen. Okay, Psalms 73, okay? Let's see why God is saying what he's saying. Now, in Psalms 73, verse number 2. Now, remember now, David is speaking from experience. He's speaking from experience. Psalms 73, verse number 2 says this. Now, he's, this is David speaking. He says, but... As for me, my feet 
was almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Why? Verse number three, he says, For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. In other words, he almost lost his footing. He almost walked away from God, and but his, his focus was on those that was prospering. Be careful who you're envying or watching. Because it may make you lose your footing. He said, my, 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 my footsteps, my, they were well nigh slipped. He said, because I was envious. Now, remember that David is a man of God, one that's after God's own heart. But look how real he is. Because he says, I was what? Envious. In verse number three, he said, I was envious at the foot. He called him, he was envious at the foolish. He wasn't envious of another saint. He was envious of the foolish when he saw the prosperity of the wicked. When he saw that prosperity, he said, I got envious. Have you ever looked at somebody and said, uh, mm, I don't know how they got that. Look how they live. Look, look at their wealth. Look, look what they got. He, he was envious. See, what I love about David, even though he messed up so many times over, he was truthful. And a lot of us don't like to be truthful. <laughs> Amen. And it, it, oh, Holy Spirit said, even now. It, even now. Because, see, sometimes we can look at somebody and think they've got it going on, but we really don't know the whole story. It, it caused him to, to almost lose his way. But look where he found his answer. Look, look where he found his answer to what he was looking at or, or what was causing him to be so angry and, and about to lose his way. Look where he found his answer. Look at verse number 17. In Psalm 73, you remember he said he almost lost his footing when he looked at, he was envious of those that were foolish that, that, that because they prospered in their way. Now, in, in verse number 17 in Psalm 73, this is what, what got him back on course. Because see, when we get off course, we need to get back on course. Amen. Now, Psalms number 73, verse number 17 says, watch what David says. He says, until I went into the sanctuary of where? Sanctuary of God. See, the problem with people, they'll go everywhere else except to God. Have you ever went and got wrong advice? And you didn't go get good counsel? You didn't get it from God? You got it from everywhere else? He says, I didn't understand truth. That's why he was able to begin to teach about injustice. Just like the injustices that are going on now. See, this is an answer to the injustices, how we're supposed to respond to the injustices that are going on now. He says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood therein. Hmm. He understood therein. He understood therein. But he had to go to the sanctuary of God. And I don't mean, and I don't mean to a building. You have to go inside of yourself and see what God is saying. And you have to go into his scriptures and find out what his word is saying. Because, see, God's word is God's mind on paper. So a lot of times we just pick it up, think it's just a book. But, but, but this is not an ordinary book. This is the mind of God. And once 
once we understand that, we will understand that we don't have to fret, we don't have to worry, we don't have to get irritable, we don't have to be anxious of nothing that we see. Because see, God's got it already settled. And it's been settled in the heavens. It cannot be reversible. It won't change. Because God said, I, I change not. See, that, that's our God. He never changes. So don't worry about the injustices that you may experience. God said they're going to be cut off after a while. Let me show you something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know if I gave them this right. I may not have it all lined up right. I don't know what they got over there. I'm kind of excited in the Lord. Amen. Now, now let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, chapter number 8. Chapter number 8. Don't forget, hold your place in Psalms 37. Ecclesiastes, chapter number 8. Chapter number 8. Let me show you something, what the, what the word of God says in verse number 11. For those who think they're going to escape. Okay? All right. Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse number 11 says... Because sentence, are we there? Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them doing evil. God said, because I don't whack you right now. You keep on doing what you're doing. That's what he said. He says they are, they, they are fully set on doing evil. Okay? He says, because I don't bring judgment right now. See, right now we don't see a whole lot of judgment. We see a little, but we don't see a whole lot of judgment. But it's coming. It, it, it's coming. And then he says, uh, 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 if an evil work is not executed speedily, you know, sometimes we won't, I don't know about y'all, but I'm being real. Sometimes I want God to do some things right now. I want God to take care of the matter right now. Y'all ain't been there. See, that's one of them righteous indignations. Amen. Amen. I want him to take care of it right now. But he says now, he says now, that they will keep on doing evil. Because, see, man is notorious for being hard-headed. If God doesn't deal with him right away, they will keep on doing what they're doing outside of the will of God. But look at verse 12. He says, though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged. A sinner can just do on over and over, over and over. And even though, even though that days be prolonged, he says, Yet surely I know that it will be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. Now look at verse number 13. But it shall, it shall not be well with the wicked. Neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he fears not before God. You see, in actuality, his life, that wicked, that life is just like a shadow. You know how it is with a tree and with the sun and, and it's got the, the leaves and everything? Then you, next thing you can see the shadow of the tree. See, he says, God said, that is how the wicked's life is. His life is just like a shadow. And depends on how the sun sets, it will move. See, don't, 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 don't fret. God says, do not fret. Because he's using the illustration of the experiences of David. He, he had been through it. But he says, I got a word for the righteous. He said, Reflect on what are my experiences. See, some of us need to reflect on our own experiences with God. Then we're able to, to, to make it through. Now, 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 let's go now. Let's go back to Psalms 37. Let's go back to Psalms 37. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Psalms 37. He says now in Psalms 37, verse number 2. He says, talking about the wicked now. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. So don't worry about the injustices that we experience, okay? Because, see, that time is being short. They're going to be cut down soon. (laughs) They're going to be cut down. And then he says, now, now, that's what I need you to do. These are some instructions he says I need for the saints to do. Besides not fretting, besides not worrying, besides not being aggravated or, or, or anxious or irritated, he says, now, what I need you to do is what's in verse number 3. Verse number 3 says, in Psalms 37, he says, trust in the Lord. And what does the next thing he say do? And do good. Some of us get mad and won't do nothing. But he is saying, trust. Turn everything over to God and you continue to do good. He says, be not weary in well-doing. He said, you shall reap if you, you know, if, if you don't faint. So, so in the time of injustices, we need to learn how to trust God. If I ask the question right now, how many of us trust God, we would all throw up our hand, right? Can I bust your bubble? Can I I bust your bubble a little bit? We say we trust God, right? He said, trust God and do good. This virus came. I'm going to go here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, we began to trust in man. You got to take the shot or else this is going to happen to you. Is it? But did we take the time to consult God before we accepted what man said? How many of y'all trusted God before you? Anybody? Some say, yeah, they, 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 they acknowledge God. What did God say? Acknowledge him in all of your ways. And he says he will direct your path. And not only with that, but how many of us, God says, I, I, I'm going to provide for you. I, I, I'll be there. I'll take care of you. But, but how many of us make a decision? Oh, how, how many of us said, well, I tell you what, I know I got to have this money, I got this bill to pay, and I, and I just know, I just know, if I go down to one of them 7-Eleven stores, and, and what is that thing them, they be pulling off, paying money for? I call them old-fashioned, it's a new way of pulling the ball ticket, is what I call it. Oh, you see how cunning man is. He attached education to it to make you think he's right. But you know what? It's just another form of gambling. Can we be real in the house? Amen. See, you got to be, God says we have to trust him at all times. And what about when, 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 when you, you, you go and you decide to put in for a job and you don't get it and all of a sudden you decide, well, I'm not going to do nothing else. Or if you're overlooked for, no, we don't do no position in the church now because folk get crazy. Well, what happens when, when you decide, well, I, I want this position, I want, but, but, but you decide, well, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit down and do nothing. I wasn't chosen. I'm better. Sometimes God will test us to see exactly what we are. And what we don't realize, there will come a time when God has got something better for you. If you trust him, if you wait on him, we don't get to that too. We will get, boy, it is tight up in hell. But it's right. 
It's right. Because, see, we have to learn to trust God. Someone asked me yesterday, they said, uh, y'all having church services? They said they was doing some things differently. Yeah. I said, well, we never stopped. Why? Well, because if you're not careful, I'm going to say this. If we're not careful, church folk will get lazy on you. It's, it's, it's so much easier to sit at home <laughs> or lay in the bed and say, I'm watching service. And don't even pick up your Bible to see if the man or woman is right. But there comes a time when you got to trust God. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You got, you, you got to trust God. And still, do. oh, what happens when you're mistreated? <laughs> do you still do good? Huh? Boy, it's double quiet now. Do you still do good? God's word says we're supposed to love our who? No. What does he say? God's word says we're supposed to love who? Our enemy. He didn't say nothing about loving your friend. He said we're supposed to love, but, but the, the, they're the one that mis, mistreated us. Do you still do good? See, this is examination. Hey, this is my Holy Spirit. I have no idea. I'm just following the Holy Spirit. Do you still do good when you've been mistreated? Will you still feed your enemy if he's hungry? Will you still give them water to drink? God said, when you do that, he said, you do it unto him. See, we, we, we fail to do what God's words say. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, trust in the Lord and, and do good. But there's a promise that's attached to that. He says, thou should dwell in the land, verse 3. And then he said, and verily, in other words, for a surety, he said, thou shall be fed. God said, I'll bless you. I'll provide for you if you do what I tell you to do. Hmm. Then he goes on, David says, in verse number 4. Hmm. Before we go to four, let's go to Jeremiah. Lord have mercy, help me. Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17. Still dealing with this trust before we go on to verse four and delighting. Still dealing with trust. Jeremiah chapter 17. Now we're there. Looking at verse Number seven. Watch what trusting brings. This is what trust brings. Verse number seven. Jeremiah chapter 17. It says, blessed is the man. Now that word man there means, in in the Hebrew, it means warrior. It means warrior. Blessed is the warrior. Because see, we're in a time where we have to war. We have to fight. But he says, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. When you're worried against situations and circumstances, he says, you've got to trust me. He says, trust the man that trusts in the Lord. And then he says, and whose hope the Lord is. In other words, you got your eyes fixed on the master. You got your eyes fixed on the master. And watch what he says now when we, when we trust in him in verse number eight. And we got our eyes on him. Verse eight says, for he shall be, be meaning fixed, as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river. 
And this is what I love. It says, and shall not see when heat cometh. In other words, that heat represents hardships. When you trust God. You won't even see when the hardship. You will be in a hardship and have no clue you're in a hardship because God has made provisions for you. All because you have trusted in him. And then he says this, and he says now, he said, but her leaf shall be green. In other words, you will be flourishing. And shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You see what trusting God will do? See, when you are planted, Planted by the rivers of water. You think about a tree. When that tree is getting the proper amount of water, it's going to flourish. It's not going to die. See, well, if we are planted by the Lord, in the Lord, and with the Lord, he says, now listen, you, you don't have to worry about that. You're going to continue to flourish. You're going to continue have those things that God say you can have. I don't know about y'all, but I've been blessed during the pandemic. <laughs> Amen. I've been I almost said that word, blessed and highly favored. <laughs> but, but, but I've been blessed. And I know y'all have too. It's been over a year. And we're still here. <laughs> Hadn't lost anything. For anything, we gained some things. And it's all because of trusting in God. He said, even in a drought, a dry place. Some of us have been in dry seasons. But yet we still, how do you flourish in a dry season? How, how do you do that? How do you flourish in a dry season? See, when you got God, he'll make it flourish. That's why I always tell the people here at House of Destiny, this place, this place <laughs> is a place of faith and one of trusting God. When it comes down to the finances and, and there's a small amount of people, and you wonder, well, how are we gonna make, how are we gonna pay the rent? How, how are we gonna, uh, pay for the lights to be on and the water and then insurance? How, how are we gonna do that? We, we, we know what we bring in, but God always got a ram in the bush. There was a t- time when we, we had some, uh, can I testify for the church? Allow me to testify for the church. Now, there was a time now when we had to end up paying. We started off, there was somebody that paid, used to pay our cable bill for the church. We first started, they used to pay it religiously till we seemed to appear to be up on our feet. But see, God will put people there. But that was a few months ago, we had to do some renov- not renovation, but we had to help purchase or pay on a heating system. We come into church, and sometimes it would be cold, and sometimes it would be hot, it wouldn't be working. And normally, we had this good landlord. And no matter what went wrong with the, for, with the building, he always took care of the bill. Well, he uh, put it in somebody else's hand. And what did happen? They decided they want to look at the contract. And then it said, we're supposed to be paying part of the expenses. Well, that particular month, they wanted almost $500 on our share of buying a heating system. Mind you now, look around and see what you got, okay? Then <laughs> the light bill was $356. We only heal two, two or three times a week. I said to my husband, Dr. Miller, I said, God will provide. Lo and behold, those two bills, God sent somebody here. At least you would expect. And they started counting money in the back, and it shocked them. Blowed their mind because that amount that we had to pay out, one person paid that, that amount, gave it in tithing. That took care of those bills. This church is a church of faith. And it teaches its people to be a church of people of faith. The next time around, we want to be a blessing to Jackson, Mississippi. And to Texas. We do disaster relief. We send water. Tractor trailer load the first time. 
to Texas. Second time around, we sent to Mississippi. There was some cost behind it. People brought, people gave, but there still was some cost. And what happened? When I tell you this, don't put your money back in your pocket because that's how you get blessed, okay? Because <laughs> sometimes when you, when you think God is doing some things, blessing the church, we want to hold back. But see what happens? You're holding back on your own blessing. Can I go there? Amen. You're holding back on your own. Amen. This lady, I have to praise be to God. Whatever her circumstances and situations were several years ago, maybe three, four, five years ago, we used to have a TV program. Dr. Mann was preaching. Whatever he said that day, it helped that woman. Ever since, she started giving, giving, giving. And she's probably going to kill me for saying this because she gets this tape. <laughs> Last week, well, the first of the month, she sent. Remember I told you now we had to be a blessing, get that water down in Mississippi and to Texas. She sent a check for 1000 over $1,000. I said to the person, I said, we need, to, we need to make sure we can get this water down there. Wrote a check from church. You better know God doing it. Don't just up and jump. What Sister Manley said, you better know God telling you to do that, okay? Next thing I know, all the expense that it took, it came in a form of a check. You see, we got to trust God. You, if you trust God, he will make provisions for you. He will do that. God will do that. He will make provisions. There are so many more stories than what God has done in this place. But it was God. It was total God. We can't take a credit for anything. It's totally God. Totally God. No, okay. Let's go back to Psalms 35. I'm, I'm, when I get thinking about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done, my soul cries out hallelujah. I praise God. He set me free in my mind to trust him. Hmm. Do I do it all the time? No. Can I be honest? Can we be real? Huh? Amen. We can be real. Can't we, can't we minister? We can be real. We can be real. Because, see, God knows the realness of our hearts. Hmm. Now, this is what he says now. Psalms 37, verse number 4. He says, Delight. Thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. This is wisdom, y'all. He says now, if you delight, if you relish yourself in the Lord, if you take pleasure in the Lord, we take pleasure in everything else. He said, if you take pleasure... In the Lord, he will give you the desires of your... What is your desire today? If we delight ourselves in him, he said, I will give you the desires of your heart. What are you desiring from the Lord today? See, this, this, the, the, this psalm is written from a man who is nearing death, but he's reflecting on his experiences. What do you, what do you want from God? What do you want from him? He's just not going to show up and give it to you. He said, you got to delight yourself in me. He said, then I'll do this. If you do this, he said, I'll do this. See, that God is awesome. He said, if you do this, I'll do this. See, God is a God that cannot lie. He, he cannot lie. Now, let's look at verse number five. Verse number five. We're almost done here. We're almost done. Verse number five. Verse number five says, Commit thy way unto who? The Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit. Turn it over to him. 
Commit. Commit to the Lord. And he says, if I trust him, he'll bring it to pass. If you can just turn it over to him. You just cast your cares, he says. Cast your cares upon him because he says, he careth for you. See, David experienced when he was in the cave, running, running from Saul. He trusted God. When he didn't have anything, and, 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 and there were times when they had to beg for food, he trusted God. See, he was talking from his experience. Some of us have forgotten some of the things that God had done for us. But we need to reflect. You know, I was in a conversation. And I love this person so much. They got so much wisdom. They don't know how sometimes they just help me so much. And, and, and I went to the doctor, and the doctor was telling me, you know, he ran some tests, and this needs to be, and, you know, he said, he can give me some more pills. I hate pills. I hate pills. And he says, uh, now, I've got something else you need to take because my A1C was up too high. No fault of God, all of Brenda's fault. Because Brenda likes to eat what she ain't supposed to eat. Can we get real in now? Amen. Guilt is charged. Amen. And he says, he says, now, I want you to come by my office and, and get some samples. I'm like, samples? I said, doctor, you can't write me a prescription. What's the old stupid Brenda didn't realize I'm getting it for free and not having to pay a dime. See, God made provisions. He said, just in case it doesn't work, how much, how many medication bottles do we have for something that don't work? The doctor then gave us. We didn't took part of it, and now we have to throw the rest of it away. But, but, but because he, he was willing to give me those stuff, he could have easily written me a prescription and it not have worked. But you know, I've learned and learning, NG, to trust God. You got to turn it all. You got to cast it all upon him because he, he cares for us. Now, I'm going to read this next verse. I'm going to drop down a couple verses. He says now, verse number seven. Verse seven. It's the last verse. I'm not going to finish the rest of it. Then he says, rest. Now, this is going to get you. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently. For him. Then he goes back to fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way because of a man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. I'm thinking, well, resting means just rest sitting down, resting, laying down, resting. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The Hebrew meaning for the word rest there means be silent. In other words, he says, shut up. Rest. Be silent. Be dumb is what he says. And then he says, and wait how patiently. Patiently. How many of us get, need some help with Patience, waiting. You know what the word wait means in the, in the Hebrew? It means to look for, to hope for, and to expect. We think waiting is standing still. No, he said in the process of you trusting me, he said you just, you hope for that thing. You expect God to do it. And then you start looking for it. Some things you have to keep looking for every day. But he says, now, David, David's saying, now, listen, you got to wait, you got to wait on God. And then he said, when you wait, you got to do it patiently. Dare not get in the food line at the grocery store. Oh, better yet, thank you, Holy Spirit. Walmart. I mean, I mean, when you can go to Walmart, it seems like you'd be there all day long. But he showed, illustration showed me something about waiting, especially about the lines. When you're there and there's lines there, what you want to do is check out what each person 
have in their buggy. So you may have one person that's got a whole lot of stuff in their buggy, two or three. But then you may have double that amount that's in another line that might have just two or three items. Who you think going to finish first? The one that has the two or three items in the buggy. Even though it might be several people, they'll get out quicker than somebody that's got the buggies running over. See, God has a way of teaching us how to be patient. See, in, 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 in waiting and in patience, it says in patience we possess our soul. See, sometimes we are losing in the grocery store. Anybody ever lost it? Sometimes we're losing at home. What you say, sister? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel you. <laughs> Sometimes you lose it. David understood. So he, he writes this. And see, many of us have had some injustices done to us. But he said, I'm going to give you a road map to go by. I'm going to use my own life experiences to help you. He says, take my wisdom. And he says, I'll guarantee you, that what you're fretting about, that what you're worrying about, some of us are fretting. Some of us are worrying. Some of us are anxious. God said, "Uh uh-uh. He said, trust me. And while you're trusting me, just wait. Know that I'm going to do it. Know that I'm going to do it. Just know I'm going to do it. And then when we get on that other side of knowing that he's going to do it, and he's already done it, when you get on that other side, it's like, I didn't know it was going to be this easy. Because it's far better on the other side than the process you're going through. But when you get on that other side, oh, thank you, Jesus. I did all that. I, I went through all that for nothing. Have anybody ever been there besides me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We real in the house. The wisdom, wisdom of a man called David. Wisdom, wisdom, man called David. Wisdom. Go home. Read it. Bury yourself in it. Bury yourself in it. And watch God. Watch God go to work. Watch peace comes back in. Because, see, we will lose our peace when we fret over things. Trust God. Keep our mind stayed on him. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.